Hello, everybody. My name is Jill Renee Feeler, and welcome to today's live podcast. I am so excited that you are here, and I'm managing a couple things. We've got the live call um, using Zoom, and then I'm here recording for the camera for um, a higher quality video that we can share in archives. So I'm kind of doing a couple things at once here, and I apologize if I look away at times. Um, it's been a very fun day so far, and I mean that sincerely. I kind of sounded sarcastic, but I'm not being sarcastic. Anyway, what are we doing today? We are going to talk about destiny. And in a mo very multidimensional way, there's a lot of different ways to look at destiny. We can look at it as something that we follow naturally or maybe unnaturally in this world. And we can also look at it something that is more open-ended and it's not the proverbial, it's your destiny, but more so something that you actually create as you live your life. And I, I know I have my opinion more towards the latter than the former. Um, and I know that my team likes to surprise me and likes to surprise us with a bit of a twist. And with every twist, what we're hoping for and really aiming for is ah, a liberation of light, love, source energy from the inside out, making our our human consciousness, our thoughts and our beliefs, and our literally our human energy field, making it more conducive to the eternal light that we are. Okay? Okay, I love it. And what do I mean by my team? I call it my team because I don't know what else to call it. Um, I think some people would be a little turned off if I said I talk to God and God talks back, um, but that would be accurate. And my team is everything in the purest vibration of love and light that I will allow it to be or that I access based on what I'm choosing to be as human Jill. So it's kind of like my team slash source energy. God follows my Jillness in what I need or what I want um, based on that moment. So it's kind of like having like the ultimate toolkit of messages, information, wisdom, inspiration, words, um, exactly when you feel like you need them. So yeah. <laughs> I love it and I love to share from these energies so um, anyway here we go this is here we go <laughs> I was gonna give more primer and I feel like the team is just saying no let's just do it okay I'm all comfy let me get more comfy here <sighs> okay <laughs> all right I'm excited for today whatever we're gonna be doing here all right okay all right, get a little pillow, get all comfy. <sighs> okay, I just invite you to relax your shoulders with me. Uh, take some nice deep breaths, relax your body, relax your mind. Let's uh, imagine that we'll hear something we've never heard before, that we've never thought of before, that there's actually something new to share, even though you're very smart, you're very intelligent, and you're probably very knowledgeable um, about things like destiny and karma and consciousness and enlightenment and maybe even abundance teachings and things like that. So let's, <laughs> let's allow, let's allow all of us to be surprised at a new version of what's going on here related to destiny and purpose and all of those important things that sometimes we can uh, have distortions on. Okay. 
In the age that you're coming out of, destiny had been more of a preset plan, a preset sort of uh, overall roadmap to help steer you in a very uh, challenging reality that's very difficult to navigate and assess as you go. With the age that is receding, with the age that is receding, it is valuable because of the limited consciousness that is both a cause and an effect of the receding age. It is helpful to have a destiny that you kind of can't screw up, that you can't mess up. So there's a switch though. There's a gear switch that has already happened, already happened for beings like you. You've probably felt all the way along like you were creating your own destiny in many ways. Some of you more so than others, and we'll talk about that in a bit. So the sense of being free, free from the um, parental influence, free from the authority figures that have played a role in your life, free to be you and to follow your passions and your interests in a way that felt like it was serving your soul and satisfying your deepest desires. That's where things started to change. And again, it is both a cause and an effect. By operating in this way, with, without a manual telling you that you're different than that other timeline that we just talked about, the receding age, you are changing the age. Just feel that for a moment. By souls incarnating into a certain age with its certain paradigms and rigid belief systems, by a group like this incarnating with your own set of rules, <laughs> your own set of guidance, your own sense of, of what you want that maybe and often is completely at odds with what even experts tell you that you should be or should do. You ignore anyone <laughs> that gets in your way, right? Can you see that that's actually in your wiring, that you set yourself up that way? To give yourself permission to be the change agent that you are. You did that. No one did that for you. Even the age itself wasn't conducive. You incarnated into an age where that was not the norm and was not handed to you. It was necessary and you succeeded at staking your claim for your right to live your life and therefore create your own destiny. This is creator energy in human form and it does change the game. And not everybody knows about these new sets of rules. 
So it may be helpful to you and less frustrating to not expect anyone else to have this updated game plan, this updated approach. You know that you have it, and you can probably sense quite easily other humans that also have it. It's not about better than, it simply is a, a major distinction between what makes you tick and what makes you operate. And it's not about selfishness or arrogance or um, stubbornness getting your way. It's about blazing a trail that wasn't shown to you, um, wasn't even recommended to you. You made it. You made a trail for you and your light in this reality. And we celebrate that every day. The outcome you may not realize is that it actually does change the age. It loosens up the structure of what it means to have a destiny. It loosens up the energetic structure in your world about what it means to have a future. Because we would change that cliche into, you make your future. And it's not one thing. It's very important in the current age that you are creating that is uh, developing online more and more every day, that you realize that your destiny is very flexible, very changeable, and that there isn't a wrong answer. There isn't a set path. The path is wherever you are. You are the leader of that journey. You are not a remote controlled device. You're not a remote controlled car with anyone having the, the joystick or the, um, the hand control, the manual. You're the leader, you're the initiator, and you're the creator. Now where we see some of you run into trouble is when you confuse the fact that you, cre you cre are creating your own journey with that you can create all the variables or that you can control and master all the variables involved in your journey and it's not set up that way on Earth. And from our perspective, it will never be set up that way on Earth. Hence the power of your response to things that go unexpectedly or even things that go unpleasantly, the negative surprises that are always a part of this journey on Earth. Of course, Jesus knows a lot about that. He, it is not, hmm. yes. Jesus is just saying, may I? Of course, let me get a sip of tea. Oh, can you guys tell my throat's better? Oh, thank God. Literally, thank God. I'll talk about my throat <laughs> after we're done with the message, but let's let Jesus step in here. Let me make sure I've got everything set up. Yes, okay, okay, good. Oh. I'm glad I didn't know about abundance principles and instant manifestation. I'm glad that as my human experience, as Yeshua, as Jesus, I didn't have those expectations, those concepts of what a divine destiny would look like. Because if I had, I would have been extremely disappointed. I didn't have the followers that I thought I deserved. I don't say that in an egoic or arrogant way. I say that in the truth of what I knew I was liberating on the planet. You and I have a lot in common. 
I also incarnated into a timeline that was not ready for me, that was not prepared for me, and I had a sense that I was sort of pushing a rope in a lot of cases. But see, I was also there to set in motion a new age, as are you. There was much unpleasantness in my life. I was persecuted, I was maligned, I was spit on, I was lied about, uh, horrible stories were made up about me, and I never, I never was able to take that in stride. Mary Magdalena, my lovely, tried to assist me with that, tried to help me soften my energy so that I could just roll with it. Uh, she would use a lot of the expressions that probably you use to assist others in um, not taking things so personally. But how could I not take it personally when I felt like I was representing something so important? So it's not that I was disappointed with humanity. It's not that I was disappointed with Earth. I was frustrated by the rigidity of the structure. And now with the perspective I have in an omnipresent state, I can see that what I was frustrated by was actually perfect. What I was frustrated by was the age that I came to assist in changing. My frustration served me, <laughs> motivated me in many ways because I'm a bit relentless and yes, I am a bit stubborn. And I use that <laughs> for the advantage of what I considered my destiny which was to rest help restore, not for anyone else, but in my own ability to do that with the human grid system that I was a part of, and you were also a part of, to help restore humanity's sovereignty, natural sovereignty, to help restore its natural sacred light in place within the human form. In many ways, I know that I succeeded it ended horribly. Why does Jill keep talking about this? Because we ask her to. Because every time we talk about the fact that I was not an instant manifester, that I did not have abundance, we help point out and poke holes in a lot of fabrics and a lot of veils that many of you operate in on a regular everyday basis. Your minds are filled with distortions about what it's supposed to look like if you're being your light correctly. There are so many iterations of those distortions <laughs> that we may never tire, we may never give up on continuously showing you another approach so that you can release the distortions, clear up the distortions, and bypass them. And the best way to relieve and release yourself from a distortion is by looking right at it and saying to it, you don't make sense. So in your brain, where you may be storing that in order to be a successful bringer of light, it must look like so-and-so, or it must look like this vision board, that I am telling your brain it's wrong because I see your light shining so beautifully, so soulfully, 
so eternally right now, even with those distortions. I see it because I know what to look for. And your brain doesn't. Your brain does not know what to look for in terms of eternal, natural, organic, sacred, sovereign, enlightenment, light within. Your brain came with the standard issued body equipment, the standard issue human, human profile of the age that you were born into. And it's not a problem. It isn't. That's partly why we do what we do with you to help you see that your brain is a piece of equipment and it's not as uh, sophisticated as it, was, as it would have you believe and that it's naturally limited. We want to help you see its natural limitations so that you can work with it in a way of not handing over your power to it so that you can restore your soul sovereignty and question your mind and face your thoughts not like a bully, <laughs> like a curious parent <laughs> saying, where were you really last night? Because <laughs> I have evidence to point to something different, perhaps. A soulfulness that loves the brain, that appreciates the brain, that respects the brain, and also is very savvy about its natural limitations. So you don't have to fix all the distortions. You really just need a process for evaluating your own thoughts so that you can decide as your soulfulness, not as your brain, what is a distortion and what isn't. Your soulfulness, your light makes sense, logical sense, cosmic logic, not mental logic. <laughs> and you know it when you see it, don't you? like what we were just doing right there, picking an example of somebody that you think has it all together and that's what makes their light so shiny. No, it's not. Their situation is not what makes their light very shiny. Whenever you realize someone's light, whenever you recognize it, it's because they have created a system for bypassing their distortions and letting the light shine through. The distortions are still there. They're just not letting them get in the way anymore. There we go. I feel that. I'm looking right at your brain. <laughs> the aha moment that just happened for many of you right there. Your brain is still confused. That's totally okay. Expect it to be confused. Get used to it being confused. It's all right. <laughs> Very good. Okay, we're good. Let's let Joe get a drink here. Mm. 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 <sighs> okay. So, destiny. Do you like this idea that you're the horse and you're the rider and you have the reins and you can go almost anywhere you want to 
and you're not going to have guarantees of what it's going to be like when you get there or even on the journey before you get there. And that just because you're on a mission of light and restoring light doesn't mean it's going to be easier for you in this reality. And actually, in many cases, it may mean the opposite. It may mean that it's harder for you. It may mean that the friction that you cause in this reality actually brings you more discomfort. Our partner, Jill, is... wishing that weren't true. But we feel we're not telling you anything that you don't already know. Maybe we're giving you the explanation your brain needed, wanted, for trying to make sense of why your life may feel so hard. It's not that you're not blessed. We're not saying that even those of you that that feel, those of you that feel your life is hard or harder than other people's, you might be very, very right. That doesn't mean you deserve for it to be hard. That doesn't mean that you, that we're happy that you're suffering. It doesn't mean that changing an age is always hard for everyone. Are some of you making it harder than it needs to be? Always. Always. What do you do about that? You reevaluate what's possible. You check your stories. What runs in your head about who and what you are in this reality. My name is so-and-so, and I whatever. You know, the way my story was written for me, it's so odd to have a group of beings, even beings that were part of your inner circle, to have your story written by so many different authors, it's bound to go wrong, yeah? Hmm. But you trust the uh, reader to have their own experience given what was offered and know that they have the sovereignty in there somewhere to challenge it if they feel like something's off and amiss and to feel enlightened and buoyed by something that touches their soulfulness as true and right and good. The way that my story was told not by those who knew me, but by those who had the ultimate authority for how the story was written of the New Testament, was that I was born to die for the sins of humanity. That is so not my story. Had that been my story, I would definitely not have been the beacon of light that I allowed myself to be, wanted myself to be, loved about who I was as Yeshua. I knew earth as a very dark, lack of light sort of place. Not that everything 
going on there was bad, but that it deserved a representation of God's love. Sound familiar? Sound like the person you look at in the mirror every day? To me too. That's definitely how I see you. So had I let my story be that of such a martyr, it would have dimmed my light because the martyr consciousness, the victim consciousness, the sense of feeling doomed from the start, that's classic organized religion in a dark age. Right? I hope you're laughing right there. I, yeah, I roll. Yep. See, you guys, <laughs> when I look at you, you figured that out a while ago, on your own, by the way, against the authorities and the experts. See how amazing you are? Okay. So my story is many, many things, just like your story is many, many things, and that's why you have a hard time describing yourself, how you truly see you. But I'll give it a crack in terms of how I, how I would write my story. Hmm. I want to surprise Jill with this one, so I'm asking her to go deeper. <laughs> I promised her surprises today. My story is that I was a present and a presence of light in the world that didn't think that was possible, that didn't know I was coming, that didn't know what to do with me, that was threatened by me. That wasn't my story, but it ended up being <laughs> the reality. Why deny reality? I brought my light with me into an age that I knew felt quite dim from the outside perspective. I saw that, if you will, dimness, and it wasn't lack of intelligence. It was lack of truth. It was lack of eternal truth about the gloriousness, the magnificence, of life, including of human life. I was excited about being my own one, my own example of that, knowing that I would definitely be following my own lead, that I would be rejecting most of what others told me I was or wasn't. Some people got it right, some people saw me. But even they may have uh, underestimated me. It's not such a horrible thing when your own view of what you're capable of is more majestic than anyone else in a dark age can see in you. See that distortion? You feel it right there, right? Like an edge, like a bump. Your mind telling you that it's wrong to think of yourself as inherently glorious or more magnificent than anybody else. That story asking you to dim your light for the comfort of others, for the comfort of yourself, 
for many reasons. You've said no to a lot of things, so why not keep saying no to that one? And be the truth of your light in a reality, a reality that is very similar to when I was there. Now let's play with this logically. One could say that I failed, that I did not shift in age because here you all are, 2,000 plus years later, <laughs> doing a very similar thing or doing the same thing but in your own way in another timeline. That's a, that's a fair criticism, isn't it? But does that mean I failed? If your criteria is, did I change the world? I guess someone say, no, I didn't fail, and someone say, yes, I did fail. After all, here you all are, <laughs> still with some friction, in being this shiny being that you are from the inside out. I don't consider it a failure because I did shine my light in a way that made a way that I knew was a wonderful match for the love that I felt and the bravery that I felt of the love that I am and was as Yeshua. In that regard, I don't feel like I failed at all. <laughs> now going back to some of those distortions I was wanting you to consider for yourself, I, <laughs> I was murdered. <laughs> so in terms of like uh, creating a great life with uh, financial success and healthy relationships and everybody loving you, then yeah, I failed big time, right? Living was important, so then I, that was an unpleasant surprise for me. I definitely wanted to live longer than I did. That was a, <laughs> oh dear, oh darn kind of moment that I could not control. That I, even as Jesus, with the stories that are told about me, they had to come up with a different storyline because being an ambassador, a son of God, an embodiment of the Holy Spirit, that wouldn't make, it wouldn't add up, it wouldn't go with that storyline if it was, and then he accidentally got killed in his mid-30s. So they had, they organized religion using me as an example, not only an example, as the example pressure. Talk about the pressure, right? That they put on themselves, by the way. They had to come up with a story of my death that fit their version of light. <sighs> so I don't want to spend time today going into all the other distortions uh, within organized religion, but 
what I really wanted to do today is point out more of the sovereignty and who you are as we view you and help you feel more of that creator energy in your journey and how differently you can look at what destiny means to you because to me you're still holding back for a lot of probably valid and justifiable and even logical reasons but it's not cosmic logic it's human logic so what are you letting your what are you letting get in your way of you being the eternal light and love that you are and are you so sure that you're not doing fantastic at that because by all accounts of our our radar you are doing fantastic and by letting yourself feel more of that achievement for yourself your light will expand your ability to notice the distortions in your own field will increase your joy will flow and this may have no relation at all to the manifestation and abundance on the physical level that you experience I wish it was because you'd all have exactly what you want the, all those vision boards that some of you have would be solved fixed, resolved, achieved and you'd be on to the next one but to me that was never what earth was about and it's not that it's not that physical manifestation and physical abundance are wrong or against light or get in the way of your light it's that they sometimes don't go with light in a, in a random chaotic I want these to go together but this is earth in a dark age and they don't always go together and that doesn't mean you're doing it wrong I so passionately want you to know you're not doing anything wrong if you're not getting the life that you want in many ways I didn't get the life that I wanted either and I'm not I'm not sharing that with you to bring you in a state of of disappointment or disillusionment I'm sharing that with you to help you celebrate the light that you are even with the life that you feel you may not be having that you wish you had when you can separate those two you are going to be happier it's it is like making categories and not in a um, it's about making a space for your disappointment in the life that you wish you had that maybe you don't have making a space for that almost like a parking lot so that the rest of you can celebrate and allow the light that you are and if there's a little but in there of but I don't have the perfect life I didn't either I'm right there next to you and hopefully <laughs> hopefully that's reassuring okay that feels good for now really good okay <laughs> oh, thank you. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you to all of you. It's not that you picked up where I left off. You picked up with your own soul signature. I love it that you did, especially knowing what I went through. Think about the courage of that, seriously. At the omnipresent level of your soul, you had the added advantage of having the omnipresent view of backward, forward uh, view of time, of what you'd be (laughs) jumping into, diving into. And you knew what happened to me. You knew how my journey ended. Not at my hands, not in my control. Savagely. And still you're there, even with that? That's that's pretty badass. (laughs) Yeah, you are. And you're still alive. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah, you. It's not maybe as bad as your brain is making it seem sometimes. We all knew it wasn't going to be easy. We all knew there were going to be bumps. Very good. Okay. Okay, let me get more water. For those of you that are live in the, uh, the Zoom room here, I'm here if you want to ask questions or anything. I'll start chatting as Jill gives some updates while you guys do that. I just can't get enough water these days. Okay. Okay. I actually made notes of little updates I wanted to talk about here. Let me make this bigger. Okay. First update. We haven't spoken since New York. (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. So May 19th, 2018, I got together with John Burgos and some of you uh, that were there in person in New York City. My first time in New York City, by the way. That's so, I just think it's, it was so fun. I was very pleasantly surprised. I kind of expected that I would love it and I totally loved it. Um, yeah, I really, really uh, feel, I loved the experience there and I'm so grateful to all of you that were at the event. It was a fantastic event and we do have the archive available um, for those of you that uh, don't have it yet. I highly encourage it. Uh, As you may have noticed from the message today, those upgrades that I was talking about that all of us, (laughs) and I know I was getting in uh, April of 2018, showed (laughs) definitely in what came through on my side. I love what came through on John's side as well. Um, I highly recommend the recording and it's at a a very, um, I, we were intending to be a very affordable price, um, especially given the value of what it's actually offering. Um, yeah, I, (laughs) Jesus just said, say it, Jill, I'm hesitating. I get really disappointed, annoyed, and frustrated at times when I'm talking with somebody that's a client 
at what they're paying for certain other resources from other teachers or other um, groups, et cetera, what they're paying for something relative to energetically what I see that they're getting. Um, I don't have a $10,000 program and I'm not judging anyone that does, but for $10,000, they better knock your effing socks off. Okay, that's a lot of money. And I, even though my husband and I are very blessed financially, um, not because of what we inherited from our parents, not because of, um, you know, a, you know, a lottery winning or something like that. We made a lot of very strategic, thoughtful decisions and took the hard road. In a lot of cases, we work very hard um, in a lot of ways. And not that <laughs> I wish that income was based on effort because then there would be a lot more people that had more than enough, right? There's a lot of people working very, very hard and they're not getting rewarded for it. Anyway, Jeff and I were very strategic and very thoughtful about decisions we were making with what we were studying in college and um, sacrifices we were making and hard work and you know one choice over another and we've been extremely blessed. Um, and even he and I, I mean, he was talk. I can't remember what it was. He was lamenting the other day about something that cost $26. He's, and I don't remember what it was, but he was like, that was, exp I mean, can you believe it was that much money? That's so expensive, $26. And it's true that <laughs> sometimes when you meet people that you think have a, like way more than enough money than anyone would need in their life, and you'd think that they would just be like, oh, $26, whatever. No, it's not like that. And the people that I know um, that are similar to us, whether they've inherited their money or more like Jeff and I just ended up in an ideal situation in many ways, <laughs> every dollar counts. So I take your money and my money seriously. Um, I don't think your spirituality should cost that much. Now, some people would say that my programs cost too much and that's fair. It's all relative to what we can afford, what we think something is worth, etc. But I do hope, and I do hear this from some of you that have experienced lots of different teachers and um, you know, programs and things like that, that what you've gotten from my work relative to what you've paid for it is like crazy good, crazy cosmic good. And that makes me really, really happy because that's obviously my intention is to deliver like 10x what you paid for anything that I offer. So going back to the New York event, I highly recommend it. And it is very affordable. And I don't really remember what the recording uh, archives are in terms of money, but um, I feel it's worth it. And if it's not, then let me know. Uh, give me a complaint or let, uh, let John's team know and we'll see what we can do about it, okay? I'm not taking the money in that case. They're handling the finances. Then we're, we're doing a share deal. Um, anyway, so New York was amazing. London is coming up. And uh, so that is uh, July 8th, the 8th of July um, on a Sunday. And it will be from 2.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m. I do have the link um, available for you to reserve your spot. And I'm super excited about that event. Uh, yeah, has my back head chakra. <laughs> it's like, woo, tickle, tickles. Good stuff. Okay, so that should be great. And I will not have a live stream of that, but I will be selling an audio recording. Okay. All right, what else? My throat. Oh my God, this is crazy. Okay, so let's just go into all of it, shall we? Um, 
I got the bronchitis that some of you guys know. That was in April. Bronchitis like I've never had before. Coughing like I've never had before. Coughing where I feel, <laughs> Jesus, like how graphic do you want to get? Literally, the, the ickiness gets so nasty that I have to gasp for air. Like, <gasps> to fight for the airway. I mean, that's what I've been dealing with. It's ridiculous. Um, and very real. I mean, even, yeah, even last night I had a little, had a little bout of it there. Um, but what's happening is that I have asthma. I've had asthma since I was like seven years old and I don't have a kick that yet. Some of you are like, I know how to fix it. Good. <laughs> I'm glad that you know how to fix it. I haven't fixed it yet. And it's kind of okay. I've allowed, like Jesus said, I put that distortion, that asthma in a parking lot and my light is just going all around it. So it's all okay, you guys. You don't need to, I don't need to be saved from this. But if you have tips, then send me an email. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I went to a standard medical doctor uh, because of the bronchitis, just wanted to make sure, you know, I'm not opposed to traditional medicine where I'm, where I'm led to. And they prescribed a steroid-based inhaler. And I tend to be a little like, with regards to steroids of any kind. Um, but steroid-based inhalers, they were saying I needed to help my asthma and just overall functioning while I was uh, healing from this bronchitis. So I did it. And then it just so happened that on Saturday, maybe you know, Friday this last week, so just, what, four days ago, I happened to look at, I don't even know, it's, it literally was divine guidance. I happened, Google is my friend, by the way. I Googled something like throat problems caused by steroid inhalers. And I got this perfect article talking about how ster steroid-based inhalers can cause major throat problems for um, anyone based on A, incorrect usage, what could have been me, um, or B, just you know, certain intolerances of the way that the medicine is responding to your you know, like biochemistry. So I stopped the steroid-based inhaler. I left it, my family and I went to McCall where we have our vacation property, um, our vacation home. I left the steroid-based inhaler here and I was just gonna do a little experiment to see what was happening with my throat. And it happened that the pollen count, because it's almost like there's a lag of seasons when you go up in the mountains, they're just going through their high pollen season. So my asthma got crazy bad, but my throat, my throat was better. <laughs> it was nuts. So I'm like, okay, now I wish I had my inhaler. And then Sunday, or no, Monday, because we had a holiday yesterday, I found an old inhaler that I had, a non-steroid-based one, um, in my nightstand drawer at the McCall house. And I took it and within five hours, I felt like a brand new person and no steroids. So I'm like, oh, oh, like I can, this is so good. And my throat is better. Oh, I'm literally hallelujah. So anyway, I don't know why I wanted to share that with you guys, but there's little, maybe little life lessons in there that you guys can learn from too. So my throat is better, my bronchitis is better, and I feel very savvy. Yeah, let's see. Now I have to figure out how to get a prescription for this Advair because my insurance company doesn't like to cover that one, so I'll figure that part out later. Okay, you guys are all in here. Let's see. 
Hello, Carolina. She's saying, thank you. This channeling is an answer to a question I asked you a couple weeks ago. <gasps> Carolina, yay. I, and now that you say that, I is, wait, let me get a drink. <laughs> I remember, oh my gosh, I remember that Facebook message that you sent me. And I loved the question. I was like, oh, that would be so great. And clearly the team took notice of it too, because if it helped answer it today, then that makes me so, so happy. Perfect. I, you guys, this is so cool. The system that we all have, um, even for the uh, New York City event, I was hanging out with two friends, Joe Lankler and Anne Chatillon. And uh, we were having just these deep, yummy, cosmic, soulful conversations um, in Jill's apartment and on walks and, you know, during meals. And there was so much of that that was just like, oh, God, this is so good. Oh, God, this is so good. And I, I hope we were all feeling that. So Anne was at the event um, on Saturday night. Jill, uh, was some, she had to be somewhere else for her family. But she was there cosmically, I just heard her say. And... It was so fun because Anne, the next day, she said, she said, what you talked about, what ended up coming through in the channeling felt so beautifully related to the conversations that we had. And I totally agree. It was like those, those hours and days that we had together before the event helped seed a really wonderful message. You guys, when I say that we are all a part of what comes through for us, I literally mean it. This, it's so perfect how this works. So Carolina, thank you for the question that you asked. And I'm so glad you got the answer. Oh, so good. Okay, Susanna is saying free. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're so welcome, Susanna. Okay, very good. Uh, Carol is saying how to let go when you feel something is not over. Wish I could have attended New York. Okay, how to let go when you feel something is not over how to let go when you feel something is not over. <sighs> but it is over. That's what I feel from your higher self, but it is over. And you can feel that in the flatness of the energy. When it's over, it's over. Um, so how to let go by acknowledging reality. Sorry, ripping off the band-aid there. Possibly Carol. I love you. I love you. Your light's still there, right? Let it be like my asthma, <laughs> right? Okay, I haven't let go of my asthma, <laughs> right? It's still there. Okay, Suzanne, thank you, Jesus. And by the way, Carol, I just want to give you a big hug. Um, hmm, it's just, it's sad, right? It's, it's sad when something that we either want to let go of like in my asthma, it's still there. It's sad and disappointing and frustrating and annoying. And it's also sad when something is over and you don't want it to be over. Yeah, Jesus just said me too, like my life. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, Suzanne is saying thank you, Jesus and Jill, for this freeing message today about destiny and more. Woohoo! You're so welcome, Suzanne. Adriana, big hug to you, Jill. Oh, big hug to you, sister. Okay, very good. Elise, hello Elise. She's saying, today's message left me feeling unexpectedly peaceful. Thanks so much. Love hearing about recent activities. I look forward to listening ASAP. Thank you. When I get busy and off structure and don't have time to listen and check into my spirit, I feel lost. The connection comes back quickly with being with you and everyone today. Much love to you and all. Mm -hmm. Oh, Elise. 
That makes me so happy, and it's so validating about like why 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 I love to do what we're doing here. Okay, let me go back to my notes here, and then we'll wrap things up. Uh, my website. Okay, so JoeRenéFeeler.com is going over some tweaks. Um, there were some bumps over the weekend. <laughs> Holy crap! Uh, my members' home area. I choose to have a member. Uh, membership site, not the type where you pay a monthly subscription, but the type that whenever you purchase something from me, I've, I choose and take responsibility for housing that content. So I have it there. And then whenever you want it, it's like a library. And it's like your personal library of things that you've purchased from me. And they're all just right there for you. And you can go into members' home and your your library is right there, whether you've bought one thing or everything I've, everything I've ever offered. So that's your library. It's called Members Home. And the weird thing is that the membership site, by the way, I'm just going to get all business geeky on you guys a little bit. So some of you care. Um, there are so many ways to share uh, online services, you guys. There's eJunkie. That's what I started off with, e-junkie. And that's a digital download option. That was how I did it in 2011 um, for that first class I did. Did I do eJunkie? I think I did. Um, and it, it's, it just sends you an email. So you buy something, you get an email with the links. I did that for a while, and for some reason I didn't like it. And I don't even know if I have one reason. Uh, but there's a lot of things I do for reasons I maybe don't fully understand. And then at some point later, I'm like, oh, I'm so glad I did it that way. Um, so I trusted, right? So I trust that for now, anyway, I like to do a membership site. But the membership... Uh, app, solution, widget, I don't know what you'd call it. I'm not a techie. I'm dangerously non-techie, but I run my own website. <laughs> uh, but I do get help where I need to, which, is, which does happen. Um, anyway, so memberful is what I use, M-E-M-B-E-R-F-U-L. And I do like it for the most part. It's not meant exactly for what I use it for, um, but I saw the benefits and some of the things I wanted in terms of lifetime access. So when you buy something for me, it doesn't go away in 30 days. It doesn't expire if you don't go look at it. It's there forever. Um, because I, I'm, my intention, knowing how fantastic you are and knowing that I'm pretty fantastic too, is that what we create is going to have a really long shelf life, like eternal, <laughs> timeless. So I want that library to be go-to for you no matter when you bought it or how many times you've listened to it. But a lot of membership sites have, like, anyway, I don't get that. I don't get the expiring thing. Um, that's just me. <laughs> I'm picky. So Memberful does not have a system where you can have it be your library. And I still don't understand why. Anyway, my member's home broke, and I had custom code built by some genius in Ukraine or something a few years ago. And all of a sudden, somebody emailed me and said, member's home doesn't work. I can't see anything. Like, oh, fudge. And here I am with my asthma, <laughs> trying to enjoy my call with my family for Memorial Day weekend. And I'm like, oh, God, no, no, no. Um, anyway, so I realized there was a problem. I started to get on it. Uh, memberful was not very helpful. In fact, they're the ones that broke it even more. Anyway, so now it's fixed. Phew, thank God. Um, and I'm still committed to Memberful and my funky add-on code to get done what I think should be done, which now is being done. Anyway, so the website is going through some tweaks, and I think it's tomorrow where if you go to the homepage, you'll see some 
uh, neater, cleaner content. Um, so I'm excited about that. Summer break, uh, switching topics here in terms of latest news in my world. Um, my daughters start their summer holiday. Their last day of school is Friday. And I'm, so, I, I'm one of those moms, I love summer break. I love, the, I love them being around more. I love doing what I can to make it fun. Um, I, I really, as they get older, I have less and less control over organizing those activities and those sorts of things. Um, but I just, I loved summer break as a kid and I, I almost feel like, yay, they're on summer break. Um, and I love vacations that we take together as a family and anyway, just hanging out. So summer break, uh, anyway, so if you try to book a session with me, you'll notice that I think the next available now is, uh, a couple months away now, or at least six weeks. And yes, I, it really, that is accurate. And part of it is my time off with my kids. Okay, uh, France, as of today, there are four spots left. So if you've been thinking about it and you wanna know more, then you could just Google Jill Renee Feeler France and you'll probably get the right link for the 2018 trip. And I'd love to talk with you about you joining. I do tape, take, um, I wanna say extraordinary steps to make sure that I know who's coming on the trip in terms of I know what you're looking for. I know that you know enough about me that hopefully we're gonna maximize your chances of having an amazing time. But there are a lot of different sacred travel opportunities, you guys, and there's a lot of different quote unquote, quote unquote spiritual travel. And there's a lot of different uniquenesses about what I do and travel is one of them. Um, one person on the Egypt trip one person on the Egypt trip actually said, she said, she said in a lot of ways, it felt like vacation, Jill. <laughs> like she was disappointed. And I'm just like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> so I, but I get it. So she wanted to feel, I think, based on what she said, she wanted it to feel more spiritual, more, hmm. possibly more serious. I don't know. Anyway, so I'm really clear about kind of the vision of what I have for it and, and other people, you know, what they experience and what I offer and what I'm holding space for. And if you are the type of traveler that's, that's relying on me to make sure you have a good time, then that's, <laughs> that may not work well. Because <laughs> part of me uh, holding space for your sovereignty is you know really trusting you with the experience that you want to have and me doing my part to tee up an amazing experience um, yes a vacation and yes just like wow we wow wow cosmic energy is in a very non-traditional tourist experience where i mean even in the valley of the kings at egypt we were walking around like we couldn't wipe the grin off our face and everybody else was thinking of it as these are tombs somebody died there's bones in there we should be sad. Why is it so pretty in here? I'm not supposed to smile. I'm not supposed to laugh. We were like grinning. Not, I don't want to say fools. We were like grinning geniuses <laughs> in the in the Valley of the Kings and in those tombs. And it was just like, oh my God, it was so cool. So I, I mean, I guess it's a vacation, but not like the vacation I saw other people having in Egypt. So <laughs> anyway, if you're a mash, then let's go. And if I feel like I'm not sure you really know enough about how I do things and you might be disappointed when I uh, do things the way I do them, I, 
I, you know, those are, those are, there's only like 15 spots on that France trip. So I'd like to fill it with those that, that already kind of have a sense of, of who I am and what I'm doing here. And, and a, a, then a clearer sense about what we're going to be doing on the trip so that we can both decide if, is what I'm offering, what you want and is what you think you want, what, what I feel I, I am delivering and am offering, right? We all create our own experiences for sure. Um, and I get that there's a lot of different things that people can create. So I'm trying to maximize fun and maximize your experience and your soulfulness <sighs> in a lighthearted, non-effort, effortless kind of way. That's, I, that's why I'm here, <laughs> to make light fun and not work. <gasps> oh, that's a good slogan. I'm here to make light fun and not work. I like that. Okay, um, so there's France Zion. I have email exchanges with uh, one person about her and her friend, and that would take two of the last three spots. So it's not official that she's in, but partly because I haven't, <laughs> I haven't sent her the details for payment yet. Um, but that would leave one spot left for Zion. And Zion, yeah. Anyway, check out the website. So Joe Renee Feeler Zion. Just Google that, um, and you'll get the 2018 trip. Okay, Egypt. We are doing Egypt again. I do want to say it's going to be January 2019, but I don't have the details yet together. So if you're thinking about going to Egypt with me, um, maybe set aside, <laughs> set aside the month of January uh, for a 12 to 13 day adventure with me. Um, and then, you know, if it works out that you're able to spontaneously go with relatively short notice, then, then I trust that that will happen with it being a destiny that you create. Yes, indeed. Um, okay, do I want to talk about PayPal here? Let's see how you guys are doing in the chat room, if there's any new questions that maybe would be more relevant. Okay, oh, you guys are helping each other. God, I love you guys so much. Okay. Okay, there's more here, but I don't feel like we have time for that question. And I probably won't talk about PayPal here either, other than that. No, I will. <laughs> okay. Um, the only place right now that I'm accepting PayPal is for private sessions. And the only reason I'm doing that is because the uh, app, widget solution, whatever that I use, which is called the Pointy, A-P-P-O-I-N-T-Y, which I highly recommend, um, is that they, they only have two payment options and that's authorized.net and PayPal. I don't like authorized.net so much, but I dislike PayPal even more. The problem is that PayPal is the most common choice that you guys make and that's great. And I use PayPal too, as a, as a customer of, you know, other vendors, etc. you know, Amazon, whatever. Um, I'm not a big fan of PayPal right now. When a client, when, when, a cus, when a PayPal customer, um, how do I want to put this? Where do I want to go with this? I've complained about PayPal to you guys before. PayPal is very customer oriented and not very business oriented. So if a customer, and this does happen, I had, I've, had, I've had a client, what was it? She bought a class, an online class or something. She used PayPal to pay for it. And she, then she just, she changed her mind. Um, and I can't remember the situation of why, 
why she wasn't happy with it because I don't get that my return rate is really, really low. But anyway, she wanted her money back. So rather than email me and say, you know, Jill, I'm not really happy with this program. I just, I bought it because within seven days, I'm, I, there's a discussion at play about, you know, the ref, if we'll refund it, et cetera, because it is my prerogative. I don't, I don't think I guarantee one. On some cases I do. Um, anyway, she never emailed me and said, I'm not happy with this. I'd rather have a refund. She went to PayPal and disputed the charge. That was her way of handling it. And yes, I'm a bit judgy about that because it, it causes problems all the way along the way. So then PayPal contacts me and says, you have an unauthorized charge, Jill Renee Feeler, uh, and we take that seriously. You know, it was kind of their attitude. So as the business owner, we're automatically put on the defense that we're behaving inappropriately against the law even, that we're creating fraudulent charges and even stealing people's money, et cetera. So once you, once the customer, in this case, uh, did that, I actually can't give her a refund because now they lock that transaction. I can't, I can't access that money until the review is over. It's a 90-day review. So within our, I take that stuff so seriously. Plus, not just in general because of the way I want to be a business owner, but also PayPal, if you get on their bad side, they will freeze your account. And I think I've complained about that before. Um, and just Google, I hate PayPal. <laughs> or get on YouTube and, and type in, I hate PayPal or PayPal sucks or something. And you'll probably get a lot of entrepreneurs and business owners. I came across some of my own as I was, as I was pissed at them. Like, who else is pissed at PayPal? It was very enlightening. And very similar stories about um, they can freeze your account. They can lock your money. Um, they can lock all your money. It's your money. You earned it because one person. Anyway, it's just ridiculous what they have the authority to do. So they're very customer centric, which I do like as a customer, but it makes it, it, they're just not great to work with. And it's almost like you don't even have a business partner with ship with them. I've been working with PayPal for years and there's no like, Hey Jill, you know, we've, you've, you've, we've got a great you know relationship here. We know you're a good person based on all the ways that you've handled all of these thousands of transactions. And we had a person that thinks it was an authorized, unauthorized charge. Can you give us the details on that? That, that would be how I would handle it and probably how you would handle it. But no, it's like you have a disputed charge. There's just an accusatory tone of the whole thing. I'll read it to you guys. I will. <laughs> but anyway, the long and short of it while I read it to you guys um, is that um, the appointee, the system, the only system I'm currently using to accept PayPal is going through an adjustment, an upgrade. It looks wonderful. I got to see the beta today where they're taking Stripe. Oh, I love Stripe. Stripe is my number one preferred payment system, but it requires you guys use a credit card. And I know some of you don't like that. Um, so I just wanted to explain what's going on. Um, Stripe has been a fantastic business partner on the business side. I like it on the customer side as well. Um, I think it will, yeah, it will also integrate with Apple Pay. Um, but I'm sorry. Uh, so if some of you will only take PayPal, I may reevaluate the decision. Um, but I don't like PayPal and I don't want to reward their totally unfair business practices. Okay. Let me find this. And some of you won't care about this and I totally get that, but we've got a lot of people. There's a lot here. This audience is filled with people in the business healers, 
uh, so, uh, healers, life coaches, intuitives, astrologers, tarot readers. Um, we're all over the map in terms of, and, and other more mainstream businesses too. Okay, uh, we recently notified you. Oh wait, where's that? No, no, not that one. Okay. Where's the original? It was this weekend. Okay. Okay. Oh, maybe it was. Okay. We recently notified you that a payment you received was made without the account holder's permission or was the result of a transaction error. And then they give me the details and then they say to help reluctant. <laughs> I can't talk. Maybe this is a sign I should be turning off now. To help resolve the issue and be eligible for seller protection, log into your account within the next seven days and respond to our request for information in your resolution center. We've placed a temporary hold on this transaction while we review it. Okay, and then, so when I went in to review it, again, which was within five hours again I take that stuff very seriously I get on it like right away and I have all the paperwork they need to like okay here's here's what it was they booked a session they bought this class I don't you know this was I I can't fraudulently get into the systems and fake a charge or fake fake a purchase or fake somebody booking a session etc apparently they don't always care about that um, Okay, we're reviewing. Um, sorry, it's taking me a while to get this other one. And I don't know why I'm telling you this, but every time I do this, I, uh, I hear from you guys, I'm so glad you talked about that because da, 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 da. Okay, here it is. We've decided case. We've decided your case. Okay, so this was nine hours ago. See, I am so like on this. Okay, we've completed our review of this case and decided in favor of your buyer. Arr. The buyer stated that they did not make this purchase. Yes, they did. We debited $150 uh, USD from your PayPal account to refund your buyer. If this refund has made your balance negative, no, it did not, but I would have been more mad about that. Uh, Anyway, so I'm just like, oh my God. So PayPal may be great on the customer side, but sometimes if you are not a business owner that looks at, that experiences the other side of PayPal, um, it is not always pretty and it's frustrating because they don't give you the benefit of the doubt. They don't look at the rest of the relationship you have had with them, years of experiences um, with them. They just don't care. They don't care about you. And that's what it feels like. And there's, I mean, everything is relative, but I, they earn a lot of fees off of me relative to some of their other buyers. So you'd think that they would appreciate the business partnership that we both have, but clearly they don't. And then I have Stripe. Oh my God, they're so easy and so amazing. And I think on Stripe, actually Stripe was the one that had the 90 day dispute. Now that I think about it, now I feel bad. Um, that was, that was Stripe that had the 90 day review. But again, that was kind of the customer could have just emailed me versus putting a dispute in. So anyway, I'm just doing what I can <laughs> to, to offer things that add to your light in this reality. And, and sometimes these little just wrinkles happen and you're just like, Oh fudge. Like this is, not what I want to spend any time fixing or resolving or addressing, but 
there it is. So I can't just think my way positively out of it. You gotta face it. So anyway, goes in that parking lot, you deal with it, you light your light, <laughs> just keep going around it. Um, so that's good. All right, I think that was it in terms of my weird little list of things to talk about today. Uh, yep, okay, <laughs> all right. Um, a notice also, a uh, notice of future calendar events. I will be on Beyond the Ordinary again on, I thought it was July 19th to be honest, but then the link that they sent me said July 17th. So there was a little confusion about which date. I have the emails that say July 19th, but they're saying July 17th. So it's one of those two days because I actually could do July 17th. Okay, <laughs> there we go. Um, let me see how you guys are doing in the chat room. Okay, you guys doing good? Oh, good. Susanna says the same thing. Yeah, Stripe is amazing. Love it. And Susanna saying, I agree, Jill, about PayPal and YouTube and what they are doing to conservative channels. Oh, oh, she feels like this might be personal ridicule about me. Hmm. I hadn't thought about it that way. I, I don't see it that way. I, even as you pointed out, I don't feel like it's me being persecuted because of like what I do or anything like that. And even from my YouTube little research about who else, is anyone else going through this nonsense with them? I wasn't the only one. And I mean, one was a beauty, a beauty YouTuber. Yeah, so I think it's just YouTube. I don't think it's uh, persecution or discrimination. I think it's their policy, which I don't like. Um, let's see, are we gonna sing? No, but I'll play you guys a song and I might sing a little bit. Um, let's see. If you guys haven't watched The Greatest Showman, by the way, oh, I love it. It's a musical. Um, my 16-year-old Olivia brought me to go see it. She might be home right now. Olivia, is that you? Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm filming. <laughs> She's home early from her EOC, which is final, so the camera's right here. So do you want to go this way? <laughs> oh, you could sing for them. I know she won't. I'm just teasing you. I love you. Welcome home. Love you. <laughs> I love you. Okay, I was telling them, uh, we were just talking about you. That's the funny thing. I was talking about The Greatest Showman. <laughs> she just said, I love that movie. That's amazing. Okay, so let me find um, Never Be Enough. Oh, that song is just awesome. Oh, oh, Smokey got in. He's chatty. Okay, let's see. Oh, it's by Jenny Lind, and it is absolutely fantastic. Smokey? Hi, honey. Okay, wow. We're really going off the rails here, aren't we? Okay, here comes Smokey. Okay, I'm going to move the microphone over here. Of course, there's an ad. I am... That's So it's never enough, The Greatest Showman. And now I already forgot her name, but I just said it. Oh, it's so good. Hmm. I'm trying to hold my breath. Let it stay this way. Can't let this 
moment ends, you set off a dream in me, getting louder, can you hear it echoing, take my hand, will you share this with me, And spotlights, all the stars steal from the night sky will never be enough. Never be enough. Towers of gold is still too little. There's hands to hold the world, but it'll never be enough. Are you goosebumping? I am major goosebumping. I absolutely love that song. The funny thing, I mean, that can you guys feel the irony of Olivia walking in? <laughs> oh my God, that's just so perfect. I knew she got home early today, but um, that timing was just fantastic. She has an amazing voice. Um, soprano, I'm more of an alto, so she could have nailed the song, but for now in her life anyway, she does not like to sing publicly and it's, uh, it's a bummer. I hope she changes her mind at some point, but of course I won't say that. But I got to hear her sing a little bit on the way to McCall, and I just kind of like opened up my ear. I'm like, please let it in, like music to my soul. All right. I love you guys so much. Thank you for everything that you are. I love you, and our light will never be enough. Um, but that hunger, not from a sense of void, but from a sense of passion, of the light that we are is our soulfulness and wanting more of that here and never having enough. I feel like that's a good kind of hunger 
especially when it comes from a space of wholeness, especially when we make room and avenues to go around the distortions. Okay, I love you so much. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. <laughs> no, I don't review movies every time. <laughs> you came in at the end. Um, towards the end of the videos, I kind of sometimes chit-chat just about things. So I told them you guys were going on summer break so that they know what's going on and like why there's a break in my schedule for sessions and that kind of stuff. And then I told them about my throat. Yeah, weird stuff going on. And I complained about PayPal. <laughs> what is it about complaining that sometimes feels so good? Just right? getting stuff off your chest and just telling other people so that way it's I think you fun. should sit here and we can record you singing Never Enough. Oh, you flipped me off. <laughs> she flipped me off. She's flipping off. She just put her finger down. It's not going to happen. I know. I can wish. <laughs> <laughs>